Hey guys, spoilers ahead. I'm Laura. And I'm Wes. And this is Breakdown from the Couch. This is the podcast where we watch movies that are available on streaming services and then try to break them down for you scene by scene. Yep. You can check us out on social media. Just search for Breakdown from the Couch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also check us out on ageofradio.org. You can find our episodes there as well as shop our sponsors. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to give us a review and message us with any movie suggestions you might have. Um, our email is just breakdownfromthecouch at gmail.com. So. Yep. All right. Well, we are continuing on with our John Candy Appreciation Month. Um, this week, we're going to be doing Cool Runnings. Yep. So, pretty good. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Um, do you have the synopsis? Yep. So, this one comes to, uh, to us from Internet Movie Database. When a Jamaican sprinter is disqualified from the Olympic Games, he enlists the help of a dishonored coach to start the first Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah. All right. Well, you ready to jump in? Oh, yeah. We open up with our uh, one of our main guys or whatever, and he is setting himself up for a race. Yep. And I just find it interesting, like, you know, because he doesn't have, like, the actual, like, equipment and stuff. Right. So, like, his, his starting blocks are actually rocks <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So. I mean, he makes do with what he has. Exactly. He's actually also used, like, a... Um, that paper tape you would use to mm-hmm. decorate for a party. Yeah. To, to kind of mark off his running right. running lane, his running field and everything. Exactly. And so, um, you know, he's about to run or whatever and these uh, local kids show up and they've got toilet paper, you know, so that he could <laughs> run through it. And right. So sure enough, he takes off, you know, he runs through the toilet paper. The kids are all really excited, yeah, you know. Won. Yeah. And so from there, we just see him and he's, you know, running around, right. getting his practice in. And um, Dude, something that totally, like, <laughs> I'm sure you're about to hit on this. Yeah. I totally missed this when I was a kid when I first yeah. saw this. Right. So, yeah. he. So at one point, he's running through the town or whatever, and he passes by these two women. One of the women is older. Yeah. And, you know, she says after he runs by... Um, oh, she's like, I could clean his backside or oh, yeah. something like that. I, I forget. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they're totally hitting, not hitting on him, but they're right. making remarks as he passes by. Yeah, it's which like, Which I thought oh. was hilarious. It's like, man, I didn't even catch that Mm-mm, as a kid. Definitely not. Because when this movie came out in 93 in the theaters, yeah, I saw it with uh, one of my cousins and right. my aunt and my mom and stuff. Yeah, so, and so after that, um, we're introduced to Saka. Yeah. And uh, he's doing a, um, oh, not a soapbox race. It's, it's a, similar. I thought yeah. it was like the same thing, but it's not. They call it a push cart yeah. race, a push cart derby. Yeah. Um, basically, like, a kid rides on the front, I guess more like, more or less like ballast. Right. And then the guy in the back, like, pushes it to yeah. get a head start. And then they and just, steers he it. steers it while they're going yeah. down the hill. Kind of like a soapbox derby, Kinda. but with two people. Well, so anyway, so we're introduced to him and he's, you know, kind of in charge of these kids and it's, he's got like this really cute relationship with them. Yeah. You know, like he's friendly with them and, um, but it's kind of funny because he keeps telling him to get back to work. I feel like that would be me. (laughs) It would be. If I had an army of children doing my work. Exactly. (laughs) And so, uh, Darius comes up, he's the runner from earlier in the movie. Yeah. And you know, they're friends and stuff. And, uh, 
Sokka's talking about how, oh, you know, I thought you were, you know, going to miss, you know, my annual uh, derby thing. And he was talking about how, no, you know, I could never do that. And, yeah. you know, he's going to go away, you know, and watch in the stands. And so you see him leave and stuff. And then we get the race, which you basically explained how it works. Right. Which looks dangerous as hell. Right. For, like, a kid. So a regular soapbox derby that we have here it looks dangerous enough. Like, yeah. strap a kid into a wooden box and mm-hmm. just send him down, down a, hill. a hill yeah but i mean this looks very dangerous yeah and because the kid up front like there's nothing holding the kid in no. he's just like laying on top of the thing exactly i was trying to figure out why and i haven't looked it up but i'm assuming it's got to some be something to do with like maybe ballast or weight something probably sort of like, like weight more, sort of thing. more weight in the front maybe yeah. will make you go faster probably because yeah. i feel like that comes up later in this movie oh yeah that's if true i remember right it's, but it's any, got some sort of connection to bob's leg it does but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we see him. They take off. He takes off with the kid and stuff. First thing that they start doing is start slamming into like the other right, which is incredibly cars. dangerous, it man. Is. Like you see people like being thrown from their derby cars mm-hmm. onto the road and stuff, right? <laughs> and so you know you're getting towards the end and stuff, and you know it's between them and like one other car. Well, he like steers it, it or like the two cars kind of hit. And then he like loses his steering and he goes and steers <laughs> it into, it almost looks like a... Uh, it was some sort of um, concession stand yeah. or something. It looked like they had a bunch of stuff they were selling out yeah. of it, but nobody was in it at the right. time. But the, So the kid goes flying off ahead of time, which yeah. is good. He almost, <laughs> he almost killed that kid. Oh yeah, the kid would have been a goner for sure because mm-hmm. he was strapped to the front of the darn thing. Right. Well, not even strapped. That was the thing that, true. that there was actually no... helped the kid was he wasn't strapped. <laughs> He's just freaking hanging on to the fenders mm-hmm. for dear life. I know. So anyway, so the kid goes flying off, but poor Sokka slams into this concession stand. Right. And so sure enough, everybody comes running over. He's like, and, are you alive? Yeah, Darius is like, are you alive? And he's like, no, man, I'm dead. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Poor guy. I know. He's just trying to run the race, and some and some he, a-hole freaking runs him off the road, which should have been illegal. Right. And he lost. But. So, from there, we're back with Darius and his wife, and he's yeah. uh, preparing, because the next day is supposed to be the Olympic trials for the run. Yep. And I love it, because the wife, you know, asks, like, oh, you know, are you nervous? And he's talking about, no, you know, I'm going to run faster than all of them. I, you know, I want it more than them. And then she asks again, like, are you nervous? And he's like, yeah, I'm terrified. Right. <laughs> so we go to the next day and, you know, it's the, uh, like I said, the running, the uh, trials and stuff for running. Yeah. And so, you know, they show, they show everybody getting ready to run. And one of the, one of the uh, guys introduces himself and he's like a smaller guy there's yeah. like this bigger guy like this big bald guy yeah. who's like acting kind of nuts yeah he's like slapping himself on the head and mm-hmm. stuff trying to psych himself up and i was like yeah you probably need to be playing a different sport right running is not your also he's huge yeah like he doesn't have a runner's body to exactly me. yeah exactly so anyway so there's that guy and then there's this uh shorter guy and he introduces himself, and Darius introduces himself, yeah. and he's like, you know, oh my gosh, he's like, you know, I really hope that I can make the teams, you know, and we can run together, right? Kind of thing, and so being all sportsmanlike mm-hmm. and everything, and you know, he, uh, Darius is trying to talk to the bald guy, 
<laughs> yeah. You know, and he just like scowls at him. Yeah, he just scowls at him, and now it's time to race. And before they take off, the uh, the announcer says that the top four are um, the top four that uh, uh, make it or whatever, right? Um, are going to represent Jamaica in the Olympics. Yeah, and so you know the race happens. They take off. And the three of them are actually neck and neck. Like, they're doing really good. Oh, yeah. But the short guy in the middle ends up tumbling, and he ends up taking down both Darius and the other guy with him. Yeah. And therefore, other people win. It sucks. I mean, you know, those are the rules, though. They were disqualified. Yeah. So, I mean... It sucks. It does. But he'll go on to race a Jamaican bobsled team. That's true. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So at this point, Darius is in the office, you know, like, you know, he's upset because of how he got disqualified. Right. And so he's talking to, I guess it's like the commissioner or something like that. I think so. I missed the name on the door. But yeah, yeah, he's definitely like the guy in charge. And so, you know, the guy's basically telling him like, sorry, that's like the rules. And he's like, which is, you know, yeah, how it goes, man. But he tells him, he's like, you know, if you want to compete, you know, there's still boxing and um cycling was the next cycling word, I think he said yeah and like he and Darius was saying he's like i'm not a boxer i'm a runner right and you know the guy's like well sorry you know and at this point um Darius looks over at the wall and there's a picture of his dad because his dad was actually an olympic runner for jamaica right and he just says he's like kind of like dad you know like what do i do yeah type of thing and he looks over and he sees a picture of his dad and this other guy. Yeah. And um, he asks the commissioner guy, he's like, hey, he's like, who's this with my dad? And the guy's like, oh, yeah, you know, that's Irv Blitzer. And he was some, you know, coach or something like that. Yeah, he's like, he's just some white guy from America who yeah. had this crazy idea of, like, using Jamaican runners for bobsleds. Right. Yeah, for a bobsledding team. Yeah. And he mentions, you know... That he's he lives on the island. He's yeah. like, if he isn't, he's like, I don't know, he might be dead or, you know, in jail. <laughs> right. And Darius is like, excuse me? Like, what me? do you mean? He's like, well, he's a bookie now. Basically. Yeah. So this guy's basically a bookie, like taking bets. Oh, yeah. And, taking money. You know, all that stuff. Yeah. And so, but whenever he mentions that he, you know, was looking at Jamaicans back in the day to be, you know, bobsledder, (laughs) of course he gets this idea. Yeah. And so he takes the picture and I think it's so funny because like they didn't even bother to get a guy that looked like John Candy in this picture. I know this dude like, yeah, doesn't look like, they didn't even take like an old photo of John Candy. Right. Or like just his head, And superimpose it or anything. Yeah. Like, because, like, you know, we'll see him eventually, and yeah, he looks like shit, and that's, like, the whole point. Right. But it's like, yeah, they could have at least taken John Candy's face and stuck it, like, on a smaller body. Right. You know, because it's supposed to be, like, years ago. Right. Like, yeah, it's a black and white photo of everything. So anyway, so he asks, like, oh, can I take this photo with me? He's like, yeah, you know, but bring it back. So he takes off. And the next scene, we see him, and he's talking to Sanka, and he's trying to explain <laughs> what a bobsled is. And so he kicks the wheels out from under the push cart. Yeah. And he's like, that's a bobsled. And so, but he fails to mention that bobsleds and stuff like that are on ice. Yeah, so I, I totally understand, like, his friend Sanka's, yeah. like, uh, like, his... His response? His, yeah. <laughs> 
Because he's like, you know, on ice. You know, he yeah. keeps repeating that on ice, on, on ice. ice. And yep. like, dude, we live in Jamaica. There's, this, like, we don't yeah. have those types of winters here. Exactly. Do you want to, like, train in two years to be a Jamaican bobsled mm-hmm. team? <laughs> yeah, it's like, on what? Yeah, exactly. You know, and so... Yeah, like you said, for a while, he's just like, can't believe that Darius is coming up with this idea. Exactly. Because of the whole ice thing. And then finally, like, Darius is just kind of telling him, like, you know, look, like, you're my best friend. You know, I I want you on the team because he's like, you're the best push cart driver, you know, <laughs> in all of Jamaica. Yeah. He's like, I, I need you to be on my team. And... It's kind of funny because um, Sanka has them repeat this whole thing. Yeah, I kind of like these guys' like dynamic yeah, and friendship together. For sure. Because Sanka's like, you know, you don't have to feed me a bunch of lines, basically. Right. You don't have to feed me a bunch of BS, basically, right. is what he says. You know, all you got to do is come to me and say, hey, Sanka, you're my best friend. We've been through a whole heap together. Yep. And I really, really need you right now. Yeah. And so the guy, repeats I forget it. the runner's name, but Darius. he like, Darius repeats yeah. it. And Sanka's like, forget it. Yeah. And then he's like, no, he's like, you know, all right, fine. Yeah. I mean, he's very reluctant to do it. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I know. would be too. Right. <laughs> it sounds crazy. Yeah. So now the two guys are looking for Irv Blitzer. Yeah. And they find him at this billiards place. And they walk <laughs> in and they see him. And, you know, he's yelling at this radio because, you know, he's got money or whatever on some horse race right yeah and of course it turns out that the you know he loses the horse race oh yeah and i love the announcer who's like announcing the race as it goes and of course that horse loses he's like oh man i can't believe it you know i can't believe any shame on whoever would put money on you know so and so right on whatever the horse's name was and then at that point we see irv and he takes a a pool uh, stick and smashes the shit out of the radio (laughs) And then at that point, you know, obviously the two guys are nervous because it's like, uh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, surely this can't be the guy we're looking for. Right. Because, yeah, they keep looking at the picture and they keep looking at him. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, that doesn't, it's not the same guy, but it <laughs> is. And so they finally approach him all nervous and stuff. Yep. And they, you know, uh, Doris, you know, is talking, you know, says who he is and stuff like that. And he's like, you know, we're doing, we're gonna make a uh, Jamaican bobsled team, right? And at this point, he grabs another cue. Yeah, it's like you know, you guys, guys better run because yeah. he's gonna do the same thing. And that's just it. The guys immediately take off running, <laughs> and from there, it's literally the guys just bothering him. Yeah, it's just several scenes like he's playing pool. Yeah, this, with this one Blitzer's guy. guy is playing just playing pool with another dude in the bar. Right. And these guys just stick their head through window like, you know, do you want to coach us now sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, kind of thing. And he, you know, smack, smacks the uh, cue or whatever and misses him. Yeah. And then my favorite is they bother him in the bathroom about it. Dude, so like they're like... <laughs> Somehow they snuck into the bathroom, crouched in this stall, and mm. waited for him specifically. Right. Like, were there instances when somebody else walked into this bathroom exactly. and they opened the stall and saw two dudes crouched in the stall <laughs> right? together? I would just turn around and go, none of my business. Yeah, right? You guys, whatever. Do you, yeah. Well, so anyway, so yeah, at that point, they end up, you know, like scaring him. He even like clutches his chest and stuff right? like that. And then finally, he just, like, lays it out and is like, look, he's like, 
I'm not interested. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you've got things like, you know, number one, you don't have snow. It's 900 <laughs> degrees outside. Yeah. You know. Um, and apparently the Winter Olympics are actually three months away, yeah. he said. Like, I, I, I was under the assumption that the Winter Olympics, like, they Would were in this in-between period yeah. where it was another two years. Yeah. But yeah, so he's like, yeah, the Olymp- the Winter Olympics are three months away. Yeah. And he's like, and to be honest, he's like, I don't want to be around any, like, I don't want to be like even 2,000 miles, ne- you know, close to somebody <laughs> who, you know, wants to be in the Winter Olympics. Right. And <clears throat> this is where uh, he, you know, uh, Doris brings out the picture and stuff like that. And he's like, like, as I told you, I'm so-and-so's son. Right. And, you know, he's looking at the picture and he's like, I haven't seen this picture in 20 years. And he's like, gosh, she's like, look at me then. And then he, you know, he's <laughs> yeah, like, God, yeah. look at me now. Yeah, catches some reflection in the glass. It's yeah. Like, Ugh. And so he just tells them, he's like, look, you know, I'm not interested. Yeah. And then at that point, as they're leaving, um, oh, Darice kind of, he yeah. gives it one last shot, basically. He he's like, look, yeah. He tells him that, you know, you know, 20 years ago you came to Jamaica looking to form the first Jamaican bobsled team right. and you failed. He's like, but look at me now. He's like, I'm here and I want to do this. Like, right. this is your second chance. Yeah, basically. this is your shot at doing it. Yeah. And so, of course, you know, that. Yeah, you get your typical, yeah. you know, movie <laughs> like, I don't want to do it. And then he just kind of sighs heavily and, you know, yeah, it's obvious he's going to do it. Right. So now they're having a meeting and, you know, like there's a bunch of guys and stuff because it's like, oh, cool, try out for bobsled type thing. So Irv, of course, is going to keep it real. And he shows like this movie or whatever where he's explaining what a bobsled is. But of course, really all it's showing is is like a bunch of wrecks. Oh, yeah. Guys are, like, flying off of cliffs. Mm-hmm. The bobsleds are tipping upside down. Right. Throwing them from the bobsled over the cliffs. Exactly. Over, <laughs> yeah, like, over the side of well, the uh, yeah, track or whatever. Probably not necessarily a it's cliff. It's not a cliff. But still looks, you know, dangerous. Right. And I love it. At one point, he's talking about how, you know, oh, you know, you don't break bones in a bobsled. He's like, no, you shatter them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then the video clip ends with just, you know, the thing that says, bobsledder dies. It's like, so who wants to join the Jamaican bobsled team? And I wouldn't. They turn the lights on <laughs> and everybody's gone. All oh, of yeah. those guys are just completely gone. And so, um, you know, they're kind of trying to figure out, like, what to do and stuff like that. Well... Baldy from the race shows up. <laughs> yeah. And we finally learn his name. His name it. is Yul Brenner. And I love it because Irv Blitzer is like Yul Brenner, which yeah. if anybody's ever seen, you know, like the Ten Commandments or anything like that. Oh, yeah. He played uh, Ramses. Exactly. Anyway, so. His parents must have been a fan of Yul Brenner or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, And so. You know, at this point, Doris is all like, you know, hey, you know, this is great. And uh, he points out, he's like, no, he's like, you're short one Jamaican. There's no such thing as a three-person bobsled team. Right. Well, in enters the short guy who tripped them during the race. (laughs) And he's like, oh, you know, am I late for the meeting? And, of course, at this point, Yul Brenner starts chasing after him. He wants to beat him down. 
Well, and I love the fact, because like what Gil Brenner says is like the only reason he wants to do this Jamaican bobsled thing is he wants to get the hell off the island. Right. And that was also his way of, you know, he says like, you know, I'd be at the Olympics right now if it hadn't been for you. Right. Talking about the one guy. Exactly. And so... You know, um, Doris is, you know, telling him, he's like, look, he's like, he tripped me too. He's like, but, you know, we can be a team. Right. And he's like, you know, well, we're, we're going to be on our way to Canada. You're still going to be stuck on the island. Right. Which I kind of, lo- I forgot about this. So whenever yeah. um, John Candy was sh- showing the uh, the stock film mm-hmm. of all the bobsled crashes. Right. Like uh, his Canadian Oh yeah, came out like it really strong bit. there. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Get about your that. sorry butts in the bobsled. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Um, you know, so now it's after he points out like, well, you're gonna be stuck on this island. We're going to Canada. Yeah. you know, for the Olympics, and so that changes Yul Brynner's mind. Yeah, and you know, he's kind of the three. Three of the guys are kind of standing close together. Mm-hmm. Yul Brenner is, of course, standoffish as hell. Oh, yeah. And he's like, well, he's like, you know, talking to Irv or whatever. Like, you know, you're looking at, you know, your new Jamaican bobsled team. and Which, of course, Irv is not impressed. No. He's like, great. Yeah, he's like, goody, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so now Blitzer introduces them to this really shitty bobsled. I mean, this thing is like rusted out. It's yeah. Not, it's not even like really a bobsled. No, I mean, no. I mean, it's the only thing it looks similar to it. it but does. it's like definitely not even close. And so Irv is now uh, giving them each like what position in the bobsled they are. Right. And so Yule is, you know, going to be, I think he <laughs> said like the second middleman. Or yeah, like second that. little man, and then um, uh, I always forget the rich guy's name. I know I'm spacing. I'm on gonna his have name to look now. it up. But the small guy is gonna be in front of Yul Brynner, and of course he's giving him a look like, what? oh yeah, yeah, he'll be first middle man. Yeah, and then he goes to um, Sanka, yeah, and he's like, okay, you're the brake man. And Sanka's like, no, 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 no. I'm the driver. Before he even says you're the brake man, Sanka says, he's like, I'm the driver, right? And he's like, no, he's like, you're going to be the brake man. Yeah. And then he goes, fights back and forth between Irv, like, no. Yeah, he's like, I'm the best pushcart driver in all of Jamaica. I have Mm -hmm. to be the driver. And then this is when John Candy comes back because Sanka's like, you know, do you dig where I'm coming from? And John Candy's like, well, yes, but let's see if you dig where I'm coming from. He's Junior Bevel is the name of the other guy. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, yeah I forgot his name. Yeah, Junior. Okay. So John Candy then tells him, I was like, okay, well, I'm a, you know, gold medal Olympian. You know, I have nine world records. I've got 10 years of experience and with two the best gold athletes. Medals. Two gold medals. Yeah. And uh, he says the driver has to, the driver is the first to show up and the last to leave mm-hmm. while all his buddies are out drinking beer. And because he's, he's up in his room yep. studying every turn of every course because he's responsible for the lives of the three people behind him in the bobsled. Exactly. And he's like, do you want that responsibility? And he's <laughs> like, Doris is the driver. I'll yeah. be the brake man. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then he goes and sits in the back. He's like, oh, this is a, you know, this is comfy. This is a nice seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so from there... We go to Junior, and now we see, like, yeah, Junior's family is extremely rich. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, 
So he's outside and he's um, he's like cleaning his car, like big ass expensive car. Oh yeah, really nice red convertible, like mm-hmm. an antique looking car, man. Right. And so he's talking and at first you don't see he's talking to his dog, but it sounds like he's trying to talk to his dad like, you know, look, <laughs> like I don't care what you say, I'm going to, you know, be a bobsledder yeah. type of thing. And Poor then, guy, he's trying to work up the nerve. Yeah. He's a very courageous sounding like... Like yeah. he's stand, sticking to his guns when he's talking mm-hmm. to his dog, but totally different when his dad shows up. Exactly. And that's just it. So his dad shows up and he's like, you know, hey, do you know where I just came from? And he's like, no, where? And he's like, I just came from, um, oh God, what the hell's the name of the firm? It was uh, Webster, Webster and Cohen. I yeah. I think it's the name of the firm. Yeah. He's like, I just got you a job at Webster, Webster and Cohen. And he's I love like, it. Oh, Webster, Webster and, and Cohen. Cohen. <laughs> yeah. I think it's supposed to be like a mortgage house. Yeah. He said it was like a brokerage mortgage yeah. sort of firm or something. Right. And the dad is telling him, he's like, you know, we, you know, we discussed it that, you know, you needed to go get like a real job. Right. And he's like, cause look, we put up with the whole you know running track thing for long enough you need yeah. to get a real job yeah and Which so i could kind of see where the dad's coming yeah. from a little bit it's like okay look you didn't make the track team mm-hmm. you know hold up your end of the bargain basically yeah. and so needless to say he didn't get to do any of his tough guy stuff after his dad left you know <laughs> no no his dad definitely kind of I, his his dad must be like the sort of stereotypical, you know, it's my way or the highway right. sort of, you know, rich parent or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Exactly. So, so now we get a bunch of scenes really that, yeah. you know, it's basically them sucking while, you know. Oh, yeah. Hardcore. <laughs> hardcore. So, he explains that if they can't get themselves, push themselves, if they can't launch the sled in, what did he say? Five Six, point five. Point nine, well, okay, so he said 5.9 seconds is, like, what you're shooting for. Okay, okay, that's the maximum time, I guess. Yeah, anything after that, forget about it. Exactly. And so, sure enough, they show them, and, you know, first of all, they're getting, like, 14 seconds, <laughs> they're getting 13, 11 yeah. seconds, and then also, whenever they show them hopping into the sled... Like, at one point, somebody's, like, upside down oh, in yeah. the sled. I mean, it's just, it's bad. It's mass chaos. It is. And, and apparently, I, it's very difficult to steer one of these long yeah. things. Well, yeah. Because as soon as he got, uh, uh, Doris starts to steer, mm-hmm. it, like, the sled topples over almost every single yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. So, it's just, like, this constant, like, yeah, mess up after mess up. <laughs> and then, they also have, like, a short scene where they're eating ice cream and, um... <laughs> yeah, you think it's kind of like, oh, you know, they're having, oh, they're a, having break a break and stuff. Right. No, John Candy is throwing uh, guys in there one by one in this ice cream truck. Mm-hmm. And so Sokka is in the in the freezer or whatever, and, and uh, Irv opens it up, and poor Sokka is just, like, frozen. Yeah, one of his dreads, like, breaks yeah, off Yeah, he breaks off one of his dreads. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you know, you have to build your cold weather endurance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. And so we go back again and like, yeah, they're still, you know, practicing with the sled. This time, though, they actually do it right. Right. And you see Irv and he's looking at the clock and he's looking away and like looking, you know, at it again. Yeah. You kind of think at first like, oh, no, his stopwatch is broken. (laughs) But anyway, so yeah, the guys are tearing down the hill like they're actually doing pretty well. 
until they come across this lady who's walking some goats. And <laughs> Doris has to steer away from her, and he does. But whenever he does, he slams into a cop car. Yeah. And so, you know, the cops walk over there because they were helping somebody else or whatever. But they walk over there, and they're like asking, like, what is this? Yeah, what is <laughs> you know? this? Who are you guys? Yeah, like, like, who, who owns this Who thing? owns this? It's like, well, we do. And then, you know, they uh, Doris is like, we're, you know, a Jamaican bobsled team. And the two cops start, like, laughing oh, hysterically. Yeah, yeah. You know. Because it's unheard of. It's yeah. like, what, are you kidding me? Exactly. And so, you know, all of a sudden we see Irv, which this would have been a long freaking, I mean, like. Oh, for sure. And it's a steep hill, yeah. too. He comes running down and he's like, 5'9", five, 5'9", nine, five, nine, you guys did it in 5'9". <laughs> and he kind of pushes the cops out of the way. Right, he's like, get out of my way. Yeah. He's like, are you guys okay? Talking to his sled yeah. team. Yeah, and the cops are like, who are you? And he's like, I'm their coach. <laughs> and he's like, y'all, you know, you guys did it in 5'9". And he's like... He, bit, he, like, blows off the cops like they're not even there. Right. You know, I'm pretty sure, you know, in the real world, I'm, yeah. if this encounter actually happened for real in real life, yeah. I'm sure there were some sort of, like, legal hurdles after this. Right. But anyway, know. and then at that point, Irv tells him, all right, he's like, take this thing back up the hill. You know, we got to do it again. Yep. Just like, shit. Got to push that, was, that thing all the way back up. That is one thing I always hated as a kid about <laughs> sledding, though. Was you have fun going down the hill. Right. But then, yeah, you got to take the sled back up the hill. I could see that. Yeah. It's like, eh. It's a fun ride for those 30, 40 seconds or so. But then you got to march yourself for like five minutes up this big steep hill, I imagine. Well, not that steep. Damn. But. Not like a, it's not like, it wasn't like a Christmas vacation. No. No, nothing like that. Like you're. You're throwing yourself down Mount Everest or yeah. something. Yeah, no, nothing like that. So, <laughs> so now uh, Irv goes to talk to Mr. Coolidge, and yeah. he's asking for twenty thousand dollars to send, you know, send the guys or whatever to the Olympics. And Coolidge is telling him, he's like, no, he's like, right, you know, I'm not giving you that money so that you can make a fool of us. Right. I mean, he does have a point. You yeah. Know, he, he's saying basically Jamaica is well respected in the sports that they compete in. Right. He's like, I'm not going to send you with four guys from Jamaica to just mm. make a, a mockery, make a laughing stock of the whole nation in front of everybody. Well, and he makes he makes a point, too, of saying, you know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to send them, like you said, for the mocking. He's like, you know, you already embarrassed your your own, your home country. Right, which we'll exactly. We'll find out, you know, more about that later. Yeah. You know, um, but so he tells them, he's like, yeah, I'm not giving you the money. Yeah. Um, and that's what Irv tells, you know, Dari, uh, Darius, or sorry, Darius. Yeah. And, you know, of course, Darius, you know, he's always got this positive attitude. He's like, that's okay. <laughs> he's like, well... We'll, you know, make our own money, you know. Yeah, dude, it's $20,000. Yeah, exactly. That's a lot of money. I love it. And he's, you know, Irv is like, do the words, you know, give up mean anything to you? <laughs> he's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so now we get this whole, like, montage. We've got, um, we've got Sokka outside, like, kind of singing and rapping. And he's got all the signs, you know, yeah. $1, send us, you know, send us to the Olympics, you know, first Jamaican <laughs> bobsled team. So he's trying to do that. 
And then we've got um, Darius, I guess, you know, he's trying to get sponsors and stuff like that. Right, which I love it. Like everybody, oh, all the corporate sponsors him. just laugh at him hysterically. Exactly. And so, yeah, they're all, they show them all like laughing at him and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And then we've got Yul Brynner. Um, <laughs> I love this. Like he's going to single handedly yeah. get the 20 grand, it looks like almost. Yeah, so he's doing arm wrestling. Yeah, which he's winning all of the He's them so winning far. all over the place until he gets beaten by a woman. Yeah, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious, too. Yeah. And so, you know, and then there's also the kissing booth. Oh, yeah, which is, you know, and, and then when we were watching it, it's like, oh, okay, that's how she takes mm-hmm. it. So it's Doris is the guy well, Sokka, operating the kissing booth. Well, Sokka's there, but nobody wants to kiss him. They all want to no, kiss No, they're all Darice. on Doris's line. Yeah. And, like, this one chick is, like, you know, kissing him and stuff, and she's, like, it's a real, like, you know, it's not into like a peck. it kiss, yeah. basically. It's not like a peck on the, the mouth. It's exactly. like, straight up, like, making out. You know, and he's all, you know, he's, he's all, like, it. enjoying yeah. it and stuff, and his his face has got lipstick all over it from all the chicks mm-hmm. and the next girl in line is his wife yeah or girlfriend or whoever. girlfriend whatever no she is to him i think i i don't know for sure but actually i thought they were girlfriend and boyfriend but maybe anywho so she you know obviously is very disapproving and motions for him to uh-huh. leave and so um Sokka walks over there because now he's like oh yeah now he's like I get all to do these the chicks are mine and then he gets stuck with the old lady with no yeah. teeth. Yeah, <laughs> all the all the hot chicks left, and there's just an old lady left. Yeah. <laughs> and then we actually go back to Sokka trying to do like the the uh, rapping slash singing, and somebody's like, "Look, I'll pay you a dollar just to make you stop." <laughs> right? It's very annoying. It is. I would find that annoying. Yeah. So. So now they're counting up their money, and yeah, they're like very very short. Oh yeah. Like, so I think she said. Um, that Yule Brenner brought in $9.84 from his like arm that. wrestling. Yeah. And, of course, Doris brings in $184 from right. the kissing booth. Exactly. <laughs> and then you got poor Saika, who brings in a dollar and 16 cents from his singing. Yeah, I think the 16 cents is probably something you found on the ground. Probably. <laughs> And so, you know, yeah, as um, Irv says, it's like, yeah, great. We're only like $19,000 short or whatever. Exactly. And then at this point, Junior comes in because, you know, whenever you're watching this, it's like, yeah, you don't see Junior trying to hustle or, you know, do anything like that. Right. Well, Junior walks in and they tell they tell him basically, you know, to unpack your bags. We, You know, we can't go anywhere. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, that's too bad. And he takes his bag and he dumps it out and there's, you know, all the money. Oh, yeah. And stuff like that. And they're like, you know, where, you know, where'd you get that from? And he says that he sold his car. Yeah. And, uh, and Doris is saying, look, he's like, well, we can't accept it. And he's like, look, he's like, if it weren't for me, we'd all be going to the Olympics anyway. He's got a point. You know, and he does. He's like, basically, like, let me do this. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. Doris's wife mentions, you know, kind of like, you know, I'm surprised. She's like that your dad would, you know, let you sell your car. (laughs) And this is where he tells him, he's like, yeah, he's like, well, my dad thinks that I'm off to Miami to work for so-and-so and, and, you know, Cohen or whatever. He's like, you know, he doesn't even know I'm on the bobsled team. Right. He even says that he, he told his dad he also loaned his car to a buddy. Yeah. Like a friend or whatever. Yeah. And they all kind of like laugh and stuff. And yeah, that's whenever we get the whole Jim making bobsled team, you know, which sucks so 
Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, I was just saying like they start doing like their little song and dance. And I love it because Irv is in the background just kind of shaking his head. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, he's, God. He's not he's not enjoying. Mm-mm. So, but I was kind of thinking like. Yeah. So he said he lied to his dad about going to yeah. Miami to you know go work for this firm. Right. And uh, if he ended up getting horribly injured or killed <laughs> in a bobsled race right. in the Canada. Olympics or during some sort of trials or training. Right. You know, how, I don't know, th- these are the things I think about. It's like, what wh- what is his dad going to like feel like? You know, what, like, did he think anything like this about... Did he consider that sort of scenario if probably that were not. a possibility? <laughs> yeah, probably. Like maybe not. you should just like tell your dad, "Hey, well, you know, I know you want me to work for this firm, but I'm going to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just letting you know. Right. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That way, at least he knows right. if something horrible happens to you, it's not because you know he was at Webster, Webster and Cohen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but oh well. So now we see the plane taking off, you know, from, you know, warm, beautiful Jamaica. And we see it land in freezing cold Calgary. Oh, God, yes. It's like Snow such everywhere. a contrast, man. It's like a tropical paradise, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're leaving. Yep. And they the they land in Canada. It's yeah. like a fine white powder just blowing everywhere. Oh, everywhere. Trees have got ice and snow all over them and stuff. Yeah, and I love it because, like, you know, they're showing all the guys and they're walking through the airport. And then you get uh, Irv or whatever, and he goes outside and you see, like, all the snow and everything coming <laughs> at him. And the guys are just staring at him like, uh-uh. Oh, yeah, they're, they're not walking out of that airport yet. No. I like Senka. He, like, he, he opens up his bag. And apparently he's like packed every single jacket coat yeah. that he has. Yeah. So Unfortunately, he starts, none of them are really heavy though. Yeah. So he starts putting all of them on and then he actually puts himself in this bag. <laughs> and you see them like, you know, run towards the uh, hotel bus or whatever. And <laughs> Yeah, John as, Candy makes the joke. It's like, it's not so much the heat that gets you, it's the humidity. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, they drive off on the on the bus and you see it says, you know, welcome to Calgary. And then it oh, says negative 25. That just that just <laughs> sounds painful just thinking about it. Exactly. Gosh. And then they show the guys, you know, and sure enough, they go to a, a store real quick and get, you know, heavy jackets. And yeah. Uh, Sanka has, you know, like uh, snow pants and stuff on. So <laughs> See, now, that would be me. Mm-hmm, it so would like, be you. So down here, like, in, it doesn't really get that cold. No. I mean, it'll get cold. Like, the coldest it'll ever get is maybe in the 20s. Maybe. And that's at nighttime. Right. If if it does even dip that cold. Right. But as soon as the sun comes out the next day, it's right back in the 40s or 50s. Exactly. So if you happen to get any snow the night before, it's all melted as soon as 10 a.m. hits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But anywho, yeah, yeah. So they get on this bus and they're you know making their way to the Olympic you know committee yeah. building. So Irv goes to uh, register the team, and he's asking like, oh, you know, for asking random people for like where the bobsled registration is, and right. people keep ignoring them and stuff like that. So he finally finds it, and you know he goes to register them, and they ask uh, what country. Yeah. And he says Jamaica, and the guy's like, "What country?" And yeah. he's like, "Jamaica," <laughs> you know. And uh, he starts looking at his computer and stuff. He's like, "Oh, he's like, 
a Jamaican bobsled team and he hands them, you know, his papers, you know, the papers and stuff. Right. He tells them, you know, like what day they're doing the tryout, who the judges are. Yep. And then he mentions that they have to make it down the course in a minute and two seconds. Yep. Or a minute and three. No, it was a minute and two seconds. Yeah. And John Candy's response was, well, it used to be a minute and five. Yeah. And the guy's like, well, he's like, things change. Mm-hmm. And so after that, as he's like leaving, you know, he's going through his papers, he runs across these three guys and he, you know, is like, oh, you know, Roger, it's nice to see you. And then he goes to the next guy and the next guy just like completely ignores him and walks off. Oh, yeah. And he's like, well, he's like, because at first he was like, you know, long time, no see. And the guy like just yeah, like, he just yeah, walks blows him off. off. He's like, yep. apparently not long enough. And <laughs> then he shakes the other guy, you know, he shakes the other guy's hand. And the guy is like, you know, Jesus, or what would you do to yourself? Yeah, no, it's like, that's a real jerk response. Right? And so anyway, as, as the guys are leaving, Roger's, you know, like telling them like, hey, man, you know, it's good seeing you. And then he stops him and he's like, hey, he's like, meet me in 30 minutes at that restaurant that's... Um, yeah, that like, revolving restaurant. Restaurant or whatever. Which is like, you don't know that guy's schedule. You know, want him right? to meet you in 30 minutes? Like, I know. What if he's going to some sort of tryout yeah, or, or exactly. something? And so anyway, so sure enough, Roger meets him at this restaurant. And, you know, at this point, um, Irv is just kind of... Like, oh, you know, do you want to drink? Do you want to eat? And the guy's like, no. He's like, you know, what do you want? Yeah, he wants to get out of there. Yeah. He doesn't want to be seen with, no. with Irv. And Irv tells him, he's like, hey, he's like, I need a sled. Yeah. And and what's his name is like, you came all the way out, out to Calgary without a sled. <laughs> and he's like, look, he's like, I know you've got something laying around. He's right. like, you know, 5,000 or something like that. And, you know, it's just something, you know, something that can make it down the hill. Which basically. is crazy, like. So for 1980, you know, I, I mean, I think it's 87. Yeah, I think it's 87 Something or 88. Like that. So anyway, for the for that time period, that's a lot of money, man. That is a lot of money, but like, I thought. So right now, you know, this is obviously you know the 2000s. You know, it's 2020. The last Winter Olympics. When was that? 2018. I think so. The last Winter Olympics, I thought like the bobsleds like going rate was like. 20 or 30 grand or something like that they're like yeah they're expensive if they're that expensive now how expensive was like a really really good one back then like 10 grand or more yeah i don't know so anyway um so the guy ends up agreeing to you know he's like i'll find something (laughs) you know yeah so we'll see i don't think five grand's gonna get him anything really great though no So now we see the guys and they're practicing wearing like their ice shoes. Yeah. And it's not going well. <laughs> so. Yeah. They just keep falling. So they're watching the, um, the, the ice skaters like the speed racing, skaters. the speed skaters. Yeah. That's what they are. They're watching the speed skaters practice. Yeah. And, and first... they're just kind of blown away. Like, oh man, you know, right. that, that looks hard or whatever, but Darice is like, oh, it's a piece of cake. And then, of course, they all fall yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. They all fall down. And at one point, Irv comes, you know, comes out on the ice without any of those. I mean, he's like just in regular shoes. Yeah, and he just walks on the ice. You he's know? like, you guys got to grip with your toes. Yeah, and he does like this almost like dance looking thing. Yeah. And sure enough, each of the guys are just falling and everything. And 
I, I love it because Junior is like holding on to the back of Yule's. Um... Yes, yeah, like let go of me, man. <laughs> and that's what he tells them. And then they, of course, both you know fall. Of course, yeah. And, it's and just then he showing... uses Yule to pull himself mm-hmm. back up again too. And then you know finally Irv is like, all right. He's like, everybody get off the ice. You know they're gonna start practicing, and they're like what practice and he's like that practice and sure enough you see all these hockey players skating out oh yeah the ice. yeah here comes the cccp players you know yeah they'll freaking rough you up man you better mm-hmm. get off and so you know sure enough like you see the guys are like doing their best to get you know yeah. get off the ice and i love it though one of the cc you know one of the hockey players slams into yule and he just takes him and he just like pushes him down <laughs> on the ice yeah so and uh, from there, we see uh, Doris is kind of out by himself, and he's watching uh, the Swiss yeah. um, bobsled team practicing. Yeah. And these guys are making it look like super easy, oh, yeah, like bobsledders sure. who practice all their life do. Right. Like, they push the bobsled away, they all hop in the car, like, yeah. just like nothing, and they're just... You know, taking all the turns and they're doing everything, you know, perfect. Yeah. And so it was pretty much just a scene of Doris, yeah, studying to see like what he's supposed to do. Right. Yeah. What, so. what to do versus what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now the guys finally get to see their sled. Yeah. And I love it because at first <laughs> they walk over to uh, Switzerland's uh, sled and it's right? like super nice. And they're like, oh, wow, look at that. And then... <laughs> yeah, you don't get that one. No. Irv is like, you know, I'd like to introduce you to the newest member of our team. And he pulls off the, you know, the tarp. Yeah. And, and you hear like nuts and bolts hitting mm-hmm. the floor and stuff. And it's literally, it's just like this silver, like nothing. Yeah. It's like a big rust bucket. It is. Like something maybe they've just kept around from the old training days yeah, or for something sure. like that. I mean, and he was talking about how, you know, he had to go through a lot of trouble to get it. And <laughs> the other guys, yeah, are like looking at it. One of them goes to pull. He pulls the <laughs> the uh, thing that they use to. Um, right. Like a little. The handle thing. Yeah, yeah. Like a use. push handle or yeah, something, I guess. Yeah, push handle. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he, he goes to pull it up and it immediately falls out. <laughs> you know, it's just like a hot mess. And so yeah. all the guys are just kind of like staring at it. But then, of course, you have Doris, who's, you know, like, oh, it's beautiful. And they all kind of stop and, like, stare at him, you know. Whatever, like, man. Really? It's not. <laughs> it's I mean, not. You yeah. know, just keep saying that, whatever. Yeah. Whatever makes you feel better. And then from there, you know, we, we see all the other teams um, now with their bobsleds. And they're, like, taking care of them and, you know, making them more pretty. Right. You know, as they go. And then they show up with theirs. And everybody yeah. stops and stares, like you know, because they take they take it off of the uh, off of the truck or whatever, and right. yeah, everybody's just like staring, like what the hell is this? Exactly. So like like you said, everybody's taking care of theirs. They're mm-hmm. all getting ready to do their little like not the official trial run, but I guess like a right. practice run. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, they pull this rust bucket off of the mm-hmm. truck and everybody shuts up. Yeah. Like the whole crowd goes silent. Exactly. And uh, uh, Sanka's like, uh, is this good? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's not. No. No. And so now they're getting the, uh, they're getting it onto the track and um, Irv is telling them, you know, basically you guys are just going to get in and I'm going to push you guys down so you can get, you know, it's just to get a feel for the track and stuff. We're not going to work on the push off yet. Exactly. 
And so they start getting in. Well, there's this other team, and I missed where they were from. I think they were the Russians. Maybe. It I probably thought because was. Uh, it looked like they were the same guys polishing the CCCP sled. Maybe. But anyway, they, they started making, of course, comments and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. They were being real jerks. You know, um, including to Irv or whatever, talking about, oh, you know, maybe you should put some training wheels on that. Yeah. You know, and talking about how, oh, you know, be careful of turn number 12. It's scary. Yeah. At this point, Doris is like, who are they? You know, or yeah. what's his problem? And uh, Irv is Irv says that that's so and so. He's the best driver in the world. Right. And Yul Brenner's response is, "Yeah, he's also the biggest a hole yeah, in the world." Exactly, <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. And so, so the guys are sitting in there, and Sanka has his egg, and he kisses it, and he offers it to <laughs> Yul. He's like, "Do you want to kiss my egg?" He's like, "Get away no. from me!" Oh, and that's another thing I love. So, like the whole time they were training in Jamaica. Yeah. They were using that makeshift sled, which right. wasn't, it was just a training thing. Yeah. But like a real bobsled, like you are like, you oh, know. Oh yeah, it's tiny. You are like close quarters. Oh, yeah. Like I'm pretty sure when you're sitting in one of those things, like mm-hmm. everybody's like bodies are like touching oh, for and sure. stuff. Yul's like, get off of me. Oh yeah, he's he does not like this. Like, <laughs> no. get off of me. And you see Sanka, like his hand just reaches in front and shoves his egg in front yeah. of Yul Brenner's face. It's like, you want to kiss my egg? Yeah, he's like, no. <laughs> And so, you know, of course, now he Irv is telling him, you know, get your helmets on, you know, so they start putting their helmets on. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, poor Sanka. He's like, my helmet's not going on. And <laughs> Irv just, he just, yeah, thunks him in the head and it goes on. And he's like, thanks, coach. His dreads are like covering his eyes. Mm-hmm. He can't see. And then he tells Irv, he's like, he's like, you know, hey, I have to go to the bathroom. And he's like, what? And he's like, you know, I have to go. And yeah. he's like, yeah, no, you're going to have to wait. Mm-hmm. Which is like, dude, it'll take you like five seconds to get down this course. Exactly. It's going to be a very fast ride. Exactly. It's, you can hold it. Right. And so anyway, he and he tells him, he's like, yeah, hold it. Yeah. And he's like, hold it. And he's like, yeah, hold it. You yeah. Know? Besides all the adrenaline rush of going mm-hmm. down that thing, you'll probably forget you even had to go potty. Exactly. <laughs> and so at this point, we see Irv and sure enough, he pushes them down there. Yep. And, uh, you know, they start heading down. First thing Darice does is hit, hits like one of the walls, you know, and he's <laughs> yeah. just kind of like, Irv is like, ugh. It's know? like, okay, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, we see them. They're doing okay. They're doing okay. Sokka's in the back screaming, you know, yeah. he has to go to the bathroom. You know, at one point they end up messing, messing up the, uh, the curve or whatever. And, yeah. you know, you don't see them. You just hear like a crash. Oh yeah, you hear things just like falling apart, mm-hmm. you know. And they do their usual, you know, Sokka Sanka or... and Doris your yeah, thing together. You dead? He's like, yeah, man, we're dead. Yeah. <laughs> so now we get a scene in the uh, motel, and <clears throat> Sokka's uh, cooking some <laughs> bananas or something like that, and the yeah. He's got like room. a cast iron skillet on yeah. a hot plate, man. And he's like, that must stink in that hotel room. Well, that's what Yule says. He's like, you know, that stinks. And <laughs> basically it boils down to they have this whole conversation where he tells Sanka, you know, it's like pretty much you don't know where you're going or what you're doing. You know, you're going to be, you, you feel like you're going to be fine doing nothing. And he's, you know, right. talking about how, you know, he's got, you know, like these goals. Right. And, 
I love it because he shows them this picture. I know, like I couldn't tell what the picture was at first. I couldn't tell what it was because it was crumpled and it was kind but of far. Sanka's like, um, that's Buckingham Palace. Yeah. Like you can't live there unless you marry the Queen of England, right? And they just start kind of like laughing and stuff. Yeah, Junior sort of echoes the statement. He's like, "Yes, that's that's Buckingham Palace. Yeah, you, know, it's, you can't live there." Yeah, <laughs> and you can see Yule is actually kind of he's you know like bothered. Yeah, it know, kind of hurts it. his feelings. Like you see that he actually like has like you know he's um, got yeah feelings yeah to hurt. <laughs> yeah, and I mean he's he's got like these goals, and you know that was one of his goals. Not of course to end up at Buckingham Palace, but right. Well, you know, to I think get... at first he did want to end up there. He just yeah. didn't know what it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I just mean like he wants obviously like a big house, right? And all right. That. And he wants to you know yeah move away from the island. And Sanka's kind of like. He's kind of like, I guess, like a defeatist in this sense. Like, yeah. he's like, look, you just got to face it. You're just going to end up like every other dock working, you know, mm-hmm. Jamaican. Like, you know, just accept it. Right. And, uh, you know, he Junior comes back with like, well, my father started off in a one-room hut. And yeah. now he owns the biggest house in Kingston. Yeah. And Sanka's like, well, he's not your father. And he's like, no. And he's like, no, but he doesn't have to be. He's like, all I know is like my, like what my father did. All Yul Brenner has to do is just work hard and eventually he'll get what he wants. Yeah. And he he was talking about how, you know, pretty much like any Jamaican that makes it, you know, it's, you know, a good thing for all Jamaicans. Right. He's like, you know, if only the world, it bas- basically he, he tells Yul Brenner, he's like, you know what? If we had more of you around, we'd be a lot better off. Yeah. And, you know, he gives him back his little <laughs> Buckingham yeah, his Palace little picture. Paper. He's yeah. like, you know, go ahead, go get your palace. Yeah. Sort of thing. So, I, I don't know. I just thought that that was a sweet scene, you know? Yeah, you know, you kind of got to see that, that Yule Brenner's character, he's a real tough guy mm-hmm. and he's kind of a jerk sometimes. Right. But, you know, underneath all that, he does have, you know, aspirations and dreams and, you know, he's got feelings and stuff. Right. You know, he's yep. not, not a monster. Exactly. <laughs> So, in the next scene, they're going to do, like, another practice run. Yeah. And, yeah, it doesn't go well. <laughs> no. So, so, the team ahead of them pushes off, and they do really well. At 5.82 seconds yeah. is their push-off time. Right. And so, the guys, you know, go to do their push-off time. Yeah. Which, they don't even get into the sled. Like, they, no. they push, and, yeah, they can't. You know, pretty yeah. much the sled gets away from them. They're struggling to hop in the sled, and at, at some point they either give up or they just, like, the sled goes too fast and they can't yeah. keep up. And they're just left standing in the in the, in the the little starting area mm-hmm. on the ice. And, of course, you know, you've got the press taking yep. pictures and this guy going, you know, what a joke. What an yeah. embarrassment, you know. Exactly. And so, yeah, the, uh, oh, what was his name in Jamaica? Doggone, I can't remember that that uh commissioner's name uh, yeah i just call him commissioner but yeah, anyway so he's get he gets news he's got the newspaper yeah and, and the headline is uh jamaican's chase sled right and he yeah you could tell he's really pissed yeah and then we see junior's dad is reading the paper <laughs> and now he knows like okay well my son's not yeah, in miami junior's so. not in miami sipping mm-hmm. my ties and uh and uh working, working. for yeah. cohen and webster and and webster or whatever yeah 
Webster, Webster. Which, like, how could he... I guess the only way he knew for sure it was his son was on mm-hmm. that team was probably because they called his son out by name in the caption of the photo. That's what I think. That photo was, like, a typical newspaper grainy photo. You exactly. couldn't even see their faces. Right. And so, yeah, dad isn't happy. And then we go yeah. back to Doris, and he's, you know, he's got the sled and stuff, and he's waxing, doing whatever yeah. to it. And um, you see this, the uh, Switzerland team pass by and the uh, one of the coaches from the USA team sits down next to Doris and um, Doris is talking about, oh man, and, you know, like, yeah, they're the best. Yeah. And this is where we find out the truth about Irv. Right. So the USA team, uh, the, um, the coach, I guess he's one of the coaches. Well, anyway, so he tells them that, you know, he needs to, they need to cut him loose, you know, especially after what he did or whatever yeah. before. And then Doris asks, like, well, what are you talking about? And he is like, yeah, he's like, you know, in the 1972 Olympics, oh, yeah. he put weights in the front of, uh, in front of the sled to make it go faster. Yeah. And Doris is like, well, so, and he's <laughs> like, big deal. Yeah, and this is when it's Gary. A big deal. Yeah, this is when Gary tells him he's like, "It is a big deal." You know, they took his medals away, mm-hmm. and so yeah, this, cheating in the Olympics is a huge yeah, that's a deal. huge thing. Yeah, yeah, and so at this point, um, Irv, you know, tells shows up and tells uh, Doris like, you know, hey, we got a meeting or whatever, right? And so Doris gets up and. You know, he's telling Gary, he's like, you know, pretty much, kind of like, stay away from Yeah, he's like, why are you talking to my kid, you know? Yeah. He's like, well, your kid needs all the help he can get. Right. You know, he's like, and Irv is like, you know, just leave him alone, basically. Yeah. So, in the next scene, we get freaking Sanka outside the hotel room. <laughs> oh. Yeah. He's got like a doily on his head and like a little Yeah, one of the duster. little rainbow feather dusters. He's <laughs> pretending to be a maid. And yeah. Yule Brenner opens the door and Sanka's like, you know, hello, sir. Can I come in? Would you like me to dust your head? Yeah. <laughs> and so, of course, he just immediately shuts the door on him. Oh, yeah. And so there's, again, another knock at the door. Of course, he assumes that it's Sanka. Right. But whenever he opens, he's like, what? You know? And so he opens the door and it's just this like, like little lady there. Yeah, you know, she's, she's just like you know got a little plate with a letter on top uh, yeah. of it and stuff. And so you know he takes it from her and hands it over to Junior because it's addressed to him. Yeah. And so Junior opens it and it turns out it's a telegram from his dad. Yeah. Telling him he needs to come home right now. Yep. Well. They end up going out to like a honky tonk bar, which I feel like <laughs> in Canada, that's not really a thing. You know, I have no idea. I, <laughs> I mean, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I've never been to Can- Canada. <laughs> I've never been to Canada before, obviously. <laughs> right. I mean, who knows? Maybe there's areas where they like have some old Western honky tonks just to kind of like, right. I don't know. But anywho, yeah. They, so they go to this honky tonk bar and you've got a bunch of cowboy types in there square dancing. And uh, Sanka has joined in. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all doing the square dance moves, you know. Right. And, but Sanka's like kind of doing his river own dancing and doing yeah. some bunch of like, he's just kind of like you said, doing his own thing and yeah. stuff. And uh, it cuts from that and you see uh, Yule Brenner and Junior kind of at, at the uh, table and they're both drinking a beer. And, right. you know, Yule Brenner's trying to give Junior a pep talk. Like, yeah. you know, you can't go. You have to stay. Yeah. You know, if you leave... 
yeah, we're screwed. Yeah, I mean, we, we have to have four people. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Junior's just sitting there and he's all, you know, pissed off. He's like, I don't know what to do. And he slams his beer on the table and it splashes beer mm-hmm. in the air. And one of the uh, guys from the uh, uh, Swiss team yeah. is like, hey, you know, you want to keep it down over there? And, you know, Junior sort of sinks down into his chair. Yeah, he's like, like oh, you know, sorry. I'm, I'm really yeah. sorry, guys. You know, I didn't mean to upset you. Right. And, the Swedish guy, he gets up and he goes over to kind of pick a fight with him. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, listen here, Jamaica, like, you better just go home and let right. the real men bobsled. Yep. And this is when Yule Brenner, like, he just stands up and just kind of mm-hmm. towers over this this sweet, this Swiss guy. Right. And, uh, you know, the Swiss guy kind of like, he, he realizes like he can't win a fight mm-hmm. against Yule Brenner. Yeah. So he like backs off. He's like, he just kind of gets one last little dig in with Junior. Mm-hmm. And so Yule Brenner, like, he picks Junior up out of the chair and drags him into the bathroom to give him a pet talk. Yeah. He stands him in front of this mirror. He's like, ask Junior, he's like, what do you see? He's like, well, I see Junior. And Yule Brenner's like, no. He's like, you know, I tell you what I see. I see, what did he say? He's like, I see one badass mother who won't take no mm-hmm. crap from nobody. Right. And he makes Junior repeat this yeah, to himself in front of the Yeah, he does it a couple of, of times. And now he's like amped up. Yeah, Junior's like ready to go fight. Mm-hmm. And he runs out of the bathroom and Yul Brenner's like, where's he going? Yeah, what, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, Junior runs off to the Swedish guy. Yeah. And he like taps him on the shoulders like, listen here, I didn't appreciate the way you spoke to me. And I want a good apology or yeah. else. Yep. <laughs> the Swedish, the Swiss guy's like, yeah. um, you know, really, you want an apology? So he starts poking Junior in the chest. Mm-hmm. Junior's like, ow. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually he shoves Junior to the ground. And just at that time, here comes Yul Brenner. Yep. To kind of, you know, rescue Junior. Right. <laughs> he just goes off. He hauls off and slugs the Swiss guy in the, fa- mm-hmm. in the face. Yep. And just an all out, like, Bar brawl begins. Yeah, bottles flying, punches being thrown, people being tossed. And my favorite thing about like Sanka is just like how, like free, I guess. Yeah, like he's just doing his own thing. Oh yeah, like he's totally immersed himself in this square dancing cowboy stuff. (laughs) Right. Like now you see him and he's just having a fun time. Like, he swapped hats with some chick in the mm-hmm. square dancing line. Yeah. And she's wearing his Rasta hat, and he's wearing a cowboy hat and stuff. Right. And he's having a good time, but then he sees the fight break out. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, little missy. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he bolts to go and rescue his buddies who right. are, like, just immersed in this bar brawl. Right. And, and it, the scene cuts from there. And you, the next thing we see is they're all kind of give being scalded by yeah. um, Doris yeah. in their hotel room. Yep. And so, you know, now we're at the little hotel room scene. And uh, I feel like I... So the last segment, the whole time I'm talking about that bar fight, yeah. it just occurred <laughs> to me that I had been calling the uh, the people that were picking the fight the Swiss team. Yeah. It was, it was like, actually the East Germans. Right. So I don't know how I got that confused <laughs> because they were clearly talking in a German accent, but nice. whatever. So anywho, so yeah, now they're in their hotel room and Doris is giving them like a, like yeah. giving them a, a tongue lashing basically. Pretty much. And like the three other guys are like trying their best not to like laugh. Right. But Doris is pointing out, he's like, you know, do you see like the Swiss team going out and doing that kind of stuff? Right. And, you know, 
Which they could totally get kicked out oh, of the games, sure. disqualified, whatever. They, mm-hmm. they, they could suffer some pretty severe consequences for picking a fight like that. Right. I mean, yeah. And so, um, let's see, Irv comes in. Yeah. And Irv, like, lets him know, you know, that he was able to smooth things over by telling <laughs> him that they, you know, <laughs> they telling roll. the bar owner that they were <laughs> mentally disturbed. And so he's yeah. not going to press charges on them. And they were excited about this. Yeah. Like, All right, way to go, Irv. It's like, he... Oh, he shuts He just down. lied to the bar owner and told them that you were guys were all mentally disturbed. Yeah. So, but anyway, so at this point, though, Irv is pissed. I mean... Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, rightfully so. Yeah. And and he's like, well, you know, I've got to go out again. Basically, he's still got some stuff to smooth mm-hmm. over with some people. Probably now with the International Olympic right. Committee now. Well, and he tells them, he's like, look, we're not exactly popular, okay? Exactly. Nobody likes you. They don't like me. They don't like us. Exactly. Like, you know. We're you, not winning any popularity contests. Yeah. Apparently, Irv, nobody likes him because he's a of, cheater. And right. he's been dishonored and stripped of his titles. Mm-hmm. And they don't like the Jamaican bobsled team because they're newcomers. And they're and, different. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you guys got to really kind of walk a thin line here and right. watch yourselves. And so after that, um, we now get, you know, I love it because, you know, they, uh, they go to Irv's room and stuff and Irv is sleeping yeah. and they, you know, they've got an <laughs> alarm and it goes off like in his face. Oh my gosh. And all four of them are standing over him. It's like mm-hmm. rise and shine, rise and shine, uh, sunshine yeah. or whatever. So now we get another, like, whole training montage. Yeah, he's, like, you know, they're jogging across a bridge. You know, they're doing leg workouts mm-hmm. and stuff and push-ups. Which I love, like, the push-up scenes. because well, No, like, they're pull-ups. Pull-up scenes, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sanka is, like, probably how I would be doing oh, a pull-up. Oh, for sure, same. He is struggling, like, yeah. immensely. And uh, the only way he can actually do a pull-up is whenever... Uh, Irv actually grabs Sanka's legs <laughs> yeah, and pushes him. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, just like a bunch of training, you know, scenes and yeah, stuff exactly. like that. Yep. And they also show him to, like, getting into, uh, you know, they're finally able to get into the bobsled easier. Right. And, you know, things like that. So they have improved. Yes. So, so now it's qualifying time. Yep. The night is officially here. They got to do it. So... Irv, you know, the guys are all together and stuff like that. And Irv, you know, tells them like, you know, I was going to save this for the Olympics, but I figure, you know, if we're going to make the Olympic team, we need to look like it. Right. Basically. Yeah. And so he reveals like these super nice, you know, uniforms, like what everybody else has. Oh, yeah. You know, you know they're the official... Jamaica, you know, flag colors. Yeah. Though. It's it's very legitimate looking, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. And he tells him is like, you know, if these these a holes basically aren't taking you guys seriously, so we're just right. gonna have to make them take you seriously. Right. And I love it though, because all the guys are like, oh wow, you know. But then he got Sokka, who's like, I'm <laughs> he's like, freeze. I'm gonna freeze. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're gonna be done in like five seconds. Exactly. Like or like it, a minute. Yeah. You well, know? yeah. <laughs> it, it's fine. Don't worry about it. You're. It's not like you're gonna be on that racetrack for like four mm-hmm. hours exactly <laughs> so anyway so they go out to you know start you know start their push right well um irv or whatever is introduced to the other judges yep and so you know oh this judge you know is going to be doing the middle of the track this yep. other judge is going to be um doing the starts mm-hmm. and 
this is where we get the one guy who is really rude to him whenever. Yeah. You know, and he's like, and I'm going to be the one in the tower. Yeah. And John Candy's like, well, what happened to... Um... So-and-so. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. And, and this guy's response is, well, he came down sick yeah. this morning, so I'm taking his place. Yeah. And he's like, oh, and the committee decided to change the qualifying time from a minute two to a minute flat. Yeah. Which is BS. Yeah. You like, can't all of a sudden... It. You decide, like, you find some probably obscure rule to change a qualifying time right. in hopes of disqualifying the Jamaican team yeah. just because you don't like them. Exactly. Or you don't like their coach, whatever. And so, you know, it was just funny because the guy was like, is that a problem? And he's like, he's no, like, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they go to do their run, you know, and they... They get their push off. And of course, Irv is also, you know, with the other judges. And he <laughs> wants to know, like, how fast, you know, what was the time on that? And it was like six seconds or yeah, something like that. Yeah, their push off wasn't really great, Wasn't great. But anyway, so like they show them, you know, they're doing the entire track. They get to the end. And of course, they both stop and or they all stop and like look up at the yeah. clock. And they, they made it in at 59.46 seconds. Which I, I mean, you know, I don't know what the other teams were doing. Right. But I feel like that was pretty good since yeah. the qualifying time was a maximum of one minute flat. Yeah, exactly. They came in, you know, basically like a minute and, I mean, a second and so some change. So they've qualified and so we see them and now they're celebrating with Cokes. <laughs> yeah, like if they're trying to decide... Also, it's amazing how, how fast they've gotten their... I don't know how much time has passed, but their bobsled right? looks like a real bobsled now. It's well, painted, it's got their flag on it, it's got Jamaica written on it. They made it seem like you know. they did it. Because like you see like all these like paint cans and stuff, which is like, no. Yeah, that looks... That's that's too good of a paint job mm-hmm. to have come from a can. Yeah. That's that's something that somebody takes time. Oh, it's for official, sure. Like, it's a professional job. Right. Put it in a paint booth put it in a you know cooking Mm -hmm. booth whatever yeah so anywho it didn't come from a can of crying (laughs) and so anyway they're yeah they're celebrating over cokes yeah and they're trying to figure out like a name for it and i love it because junior comes up with Tallulah. yeah you know and and everybody starts laughing it's like no that sounds like a two dollar hooker and then he's like Tallulah is my mom's name and then they're like oh Tallulah. Oh, yeah, yeah Tallulah. we'll call it that yeah but then Doris comes up with uh, the name cool runnings yeah is what they should be uh Well, they want that to be chanted whenever they're at the top of the hill. Oh, I thought that was the name he wanted to call their bobsled was Cool Runnings. They wanted people to chant, I think, Cool Runnings. Oh, okay. Yeah, whenever they were about to do their run. Okay, okay. Um, And the thing is, though, is that Irv asked, he's like, well, he's like, what does that mean? Right, you know, I'd be wanting to know the same thing. And so Doris explains that basically it means a peaceful journey. Yeah. And, uh... You know, so everybody's on board. It's yeah. like, all right, cool, cool runnings, runnings it is. Yeah, you know. And so they're, they're celebrating, and in walks this guy with the orange coat on. Mm-hmm. He's an Olympic official yep. with a letter. Yep, hands and, a letter to Irv. And I love it because they're still so hyped up and they're excited. Like, guy in the orange guy coat. Guy in the orange, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so of course, Irv opens it and his face changes immediately. Oh, he's yeah. like, and he tells the guys, he's like, we've been disqualified. Yeah, it's like, what obscure rule do these mm-hmm. a-holes dig up now, basically? Well, and that's, I mean, so Irv walks into their meeting and he's pissed. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so this is where we get some more, like, background on Irv. Yeah. And, you know, 
he's asking like why why did you disqualify my guys yeah and they were talking about how oh you know because they didn't they didn't do a race or whatever before yeah um, some yeah like before the thing and he was saying how well you know like during olympic year you can actually count that as your race or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it's some. I I didn't really catch it all. It was really some stupid rule. Yeah. Um. But anyway, this is where we find out that Kurt, who he was the one that um was in the tower, mm-hmm. we find out Kurt was actually Irv's coach back in the day. Right. And so he has John Candy has this really great scene where he's just talking about how, you know, like this is what the Olympics are all about. Right. Whether they come in first place or 50th place, like they've earned the right to, you know, represent their country. Right, exactly. To walk into the stadium with their flag and wave their flag. Right. You know, um, and he, he tells Kurt, he's like, look, he's like 16 years ago, I made the biggest mistake of my life. Yeah. You know, whenever I cheated. And he's like, and I'm sorry. He's like, if you want to take, you know, if you want to take it out on anybody, take it out on me. But don't exactly. take it out on them. They didn't do anything wrong. Exactly. You know, so he he basically like leaves them with that, you know. Right. And so the scene fades, you know, we cut from from his uh his nice little dig speech at yeah. the Olympic committee who decided all of a sudden, you know, the Jamaican bobsled team can't be part of us. <laughs> right. He leaves and uh goes back to the hotel. And, uh, they're just waiting for the phone call yeah. at that point. And a phone rings and Irv answers it. And he's like, I, you know, I see. Okay. I understand. Thank you very much. And hangs up and he keeps, you know, very stoic, you know, right. deadpan, depressed, you know, look. And, uh, he's like, well, they changed their minds. We're back in. Yeah. And, you know, they're celebrating. Oh, he's like, yay. Yeah. And they're all hugging and stuff. Right. And, uh, now we cut to uh we go back to jamaica and yeah, you see one of the little quick. boys who's always mm-hmm. cheering for Dries and stuff and he goes running to i guess it's like a, i don't know if it's like a pub or yeah, if it's, it's just, just a restaurant, like a or, restaurant or something and they've got the tv going and it turns out they're watching the opening ceremonies right where they get to see uh Dries and sanka and junior yeah, and, and yule brenner yeah. <laughs> you marching know. with their country's flag mm-hmm. into the olympic circle and everything right um, and, and you kind of, you know, you get to see the torch being lit and everything. Right. And I kind of made the joke. It's like, you know, wouldn't, it'd be kind of funny if you'd see Sanka like <laughs> running up and he's warming himself by right. the Olympic fire or whatever. I know. Right. And, uh, you know, you just, it's, it's a little, you know, nice little scene where you see everybody back home, you know, yeah. proud and everything of their, you know, their people who yeah representing their country yep. in the Olympics. And, uh, we cut back to the hotel where you see they're, they're all, They've made it to the the hotel for all the Olympians mm-hmm. and everything, and and uh, they're just kind of in the hotel, kind of celebrating and talking amongst each other. Well, I just I love, and I don't know the whole you know thing by heart or whatever, but I love John Candy's. Oh speech. yeah, that's right. He's like, I don't have one of those you know go get them Gipper type you know speeches. He's like, that's <laughs> just not me. And Sanka turns and he's like. He's like Who's, who's the gipper? gipper? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he's like, so I'm going to do this other thing instead. He's like, okay, bow your heads. And yeah. he goes into this, you know, it's supposed to be a, our father, but he changes it to like bobsledding terms. Yeah. You know, our father who bobsled in heaven. Or yeah. I don't remember something like that. You know, something about good. kingdom come with 
yeah. gold medals yeah. you know, won and stuff like that. It's it's really kind of clever and yeah, funny. Yeah, it is. And uh, then you get a knock at their hotel door, mm-hmm. and it's uh, Junior's dad. Yeah. Um, and you know, of course, you know he's gonna take Junior home, or so he, you know, yeah, is that's trying what he says. anyway. Yeah. He's like Junior, you know, go back to your hotel room and get your things. Yeah, we're leaving. Yeah. And at first, it looks like Junior's, you know, kind of cowering down, and he's mm-hmm. gonna give in. But you know, you kind of see he kind of gives himself a little pep talk, and then he opens yep. up the elevator doors because his dad's in the elevator going to yeah. go down. He's telling, well, because he told his son, you know, meet me downstairs when you got your stuff. Yeah, I'll be in the lobby waiting. Yeah. And uh, so Junior stops the door and opens the door, and his dad, you know, looks really shocked. He's like, "What are you doing?" Right. And Junior asks him, you know, what do you see when you look at me? Mm-hmm. Dad's like, I don't have time for these games. Right. You know, just go get your things. And Junior responds again. He's like, what do you see when you see me? Right. And so the dad says, I see a scared little boy who's lucky to have a father who knows what's best for him. Yep. And that, you know, that obviously pisses Junior off. He's like, look, Dad, I'm a man. I'm, I'm an here Olympian. And an Olympian. Yep. And I'm here to compete with my teammates. Yep. And we're going to try to win the gold medal. And he's like, I'm not coming home with you. Yep. And so the dad is, he's never stood up to his dad before. Right, the dad doesn't right. know how to respond. He's shocked. And the door, the elevator door just shuts and the elevator goes down to the lobby. Mm-hmm. And you see Yule Brenner yeah. standing in the in the hallway. You're he watched the whole ass, thing. Yeah, he's like, you're a badass mother. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I kind of I kind of grow to like Yule Brenner's character oh, yeah. more as the movie yeah. goes. Yep. At first, he's a real jerkwad that yeah. I really can't stand. The dingleberry. Yeah, a real dingleberry. <laughs> but he, you know, his character sort of kind of grows on you. He sort of softens up. You right. Know? So now it's you know their very first like Olympic run. Right. Um. So we see like a bunch of like we see scenes between. You know, other countries doing their run and yeah. then also going back to Jamaica. Yep. You know, because everybody is inside like that restaurant. They're so excited. You've got like the <laughs> kids are like writing the names of the countries and like oh, the, yeah. the times and stuff like that. They're going to keep a running tally to see, mm-hmm. you know, how well their country does. Right. And so we'll just get to the main part. So, you know, all these other countries go. Now, of course, it's time for Jamaica to go. Yep. And they're like the last team or whatever to go yeah. for the day. So, um, Doris is like hitting all the guys on top of their heads. He's like, come on, guys. You yeah, know? he's like trying to psych them up and like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? He's like, what's what the Swiss team does? Right. You know. Exactly. And so, you know, Irv is just like, you know. Um, kind well, of, Irv is telling them to get serious, basically. Yeah, get serious. So Doris, for some reason, like, I guess maybe it's just because he feels they're, like, the best team. Mm-hmm. Right. He, he he wants to, like, model their team after, after the, the Swiss, Swiss team. Right. You know, he's watching them practice. You know, before they launch off, they count to three in Swiss. Right. Or, you know. Yeah, whatever language. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For whoever speaks, you know, whoever they speak in Swiss, I apologize. Yeah, right. <laughs> so... But yeah, Irv walks up and he's like, you know, telling them to get serious. They need to, you know, focus. Mm-hmm. And um, they're getting ready to push off. And Doris hasn't lowered his goggles down. And Irv is like, Doris, are you forgetting something? Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, coach, I'm sorry. And he puts his goggles on. He's like, that's more like it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, tells him like, look guys, you know, this is it. You guys got to get serious. You don't have to win the gold in the first run. You just right. have to do well. Right. 
And so they, you know, they count to three, shove off, and it's just a... It's a cluster. Yeah. So they don't even of, get in within until, like, I think 14 seconds passes Yeah, by. like, well, one one of the guys doesn't even get in. Like, like he's in, but he's not, like, down Yeah, he's way. trying to, like, sit down, and, like, 14 yeah. seconds is on the clock, and he finally sits down fully inside yeah. the bobsled. Yeah, and they were talking about how, like, the um, commentators were talking about how well, it's not funny. It's actually kind of embarrassing. And so, like, the people in Jamaica are watching. Oh, yeah. They're, they're pissed. Yeah. You know, it's like, dude, shut up. Yeah. You know? It's like, cut them just a little bit of slack. This right. is, like, a country that has never competed in in the winter sport yet. Right. And so, <laughs> you know, needless to say, they sucked. Yeah. Yeah. So. Just a little bit. They came yeah. in, you know. I forget what their official time was, but apparently it was worse than all yeah. the others. So yeah, the they said that it was last. last. Yeah, that they were in last place. Yeah, exactly. So now Irv tells them, like, you guys choked. Oh, yeah, for sure. Big time. Exactly. He's not happy at all. No. He's like, you guys better get this figured out. Yeah. And, you know, like, Junior's like, well, maybe if we go over the turns. And he's like, you already know the turns. Exactly. You it's guys, not, yeah. You guys know everything there is to know about bobsledding. He's like... You know, you guys have to figure pretty much like I can't help you. You guys are going to have to figure this out on your own. And so, you know, he leaves and stuff tells him, you know, I'll see you on the hill or whatever tomorrow. So he leaves. And this is where the guys have the discussion, like, and basically tell Doris, like, look, man, we're not, uh, you know, we're not Swiss, all right? Exactly. They're like, you know, we're you Jamaican. counting in that in that Swiss numbers or whatever yeah. they said, like, that's what got us all messed up. Yeah. And doing all the head slapping and everything. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're, you know, we have our own style. That's what uh, Sanka says. Yeah. You know, it's like, I didn't come all the way out here to forget who I was. Exactly. Because Doris is like, well, we just need to be the best. You yeah. Know? And I, you know, figure we should just, you know, copy the best. Right. And like you said, Sanka's like, well, we have our own style. Mm-hmm. We don't need to copy anybody else. Right. It's like, you know, we, you know, we walk Jamaican, we talk Jamaican, we are Jamaican. Right, exactly. It's like, Which he's got a point. It's like, you know, don't freaking try to copy anybody else. You know, you are who you are. If you're going to have any shot, you just have to just do whatever it is you can do. Yeah. As the best you can. Yeah, exactly. So it is a brand new day. Yes. And, you know, you see Irv on top of the hill and all of a sudden you hear... They're little, we're like the Jamaican bobsled team, you know, like they're walking around singing this song. And... Yeah, Sanka's little song he was mm-hmm. singing. <laughs> and so everybody's just kind of stopping and staring at him. And they ended up handing Irv like a little like Rastafarian yeah. like hat type thing. So he put that on. Oh, yeah. And so completely different from the day before. So like they're up on top of the hill. And they start doing, instead of counting in Swiss or whatever, right. they do this, feel the rhythm, feel the noise, something, something, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they do their own little thing. They chant, do their basically. own thing. And so they, you know, get in the sled and they're off and they like kick ass down this hill. Oh yeah, they and do everybody, a lot better. Well, yeah, everybody's like shocked. Like, yeah. like we're... You know, did these guys come from? And of course, everybody's like, Jamaica! Right, back home, they're yeah. all like cheering and stuff. <laughs> you know, and so they went from 28th place to 8th place. Yeah, which is like super impressive. Yeah, so they they did really well. Oh, yeah. So now we see Doris, and he's looking, he's doing what um, Irv had said. 
Yep. Which is it's studying turns yeah, and studying, studying turns. the track. Right. And so Irv comes in, wants to know like, hey, you know, do you want to come get something to eat with us? And he's like, no, you know, I'm fine. I'm just going to, you know, keep doing this. And yep. So he finally asked Irv, like, why, you know, why did you cheat? Right. Which, you know, I mean, like Irv says yeah. in response, it's a fair question. It is a fair question. So he tells him, he's like, you know, I, like my whole life or whatever, I made it all about winning. Right. And so whenever you do that, you know, that's all you can do is try and win no matter how you do it. Right. Exactly. Which included cheating. And, so, and uh, Doris really doesn't quite understand. Yeah. Which kind of shows that his character is yeah. at least, you he's know, a pure, it's you better know, than... Yeah, he's you know, a, a pure guy, you know, yeah. has a good heart. It's better than what Irv's character was back right. when he was cheating, at least. Exactly. And he's like, well, I don't understand, Coach. And he's like, you had two gold medals, like you had it all. Right. And Irv's response is like, well, it's like this, basically. He said... If you're not enough with a gold medal or two gold medals for that right. matter, he's like, then you won't be enough with no medals at all. Right. And Doris's response, he kind of he asks, like, well, how will I know if I'm enough then? Yeah. And he just tells him, he's like, well, you know, it's one of those things. You know, once you cross that finish line, yep. you'll know. You'll know. Yeah. So. so it's gold medal time. Or it's metal time, I should say. So they go to do their run, and everything's going good. I think they said they even shaved off some more time at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they got it back in the the sled from pushing Mm -hmm. it off, like, a few hundred, few hundreds of a second, actually. Right. Like, it it goes extremely smooth, like Mm -hmm. you said. It goes extremely smooth, but... Throughout it, you're seeing any time that Doris is pulling on, um, I guess, to like guide. Yeah, they've guide got it. Little, I guess that's how they steer it because, like, yeah. they have him with these cables and he yeah. pulls one to like steer, I guess. Right. And you're seeing like it's starting to become like looser and looser. Yeah, They're having like this a... great run. Yeah. And then finally, unfortunately, the thing snaps. And whenever it snaps, that's whenever like they go up. And then like like land on their heads and oh, like yeah. they go they go. For it's a, a horrific while. looking crash. I actually forgot. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen this movie, and of course, you know, I was I was real yeah. little when the '88 Olympics, you know, oh, yeah. happened, and so you know, anywho, I'd forgot about that. But yeah, it's a horrific crash, man. Yeah, I mean, they went up on this one hill and then it just flipped over on its side. Yeah. And, and it so, took a long time before it, it finally came to a stop. Meanwhile, their heads are crashing up against the side. Oh, yeah, the, all uh, up against the side. And all I can think of is, like, at least they're wearing helmets, but right. what about their necks? True. You know? So anyway, they finally come to a stop on yep. their side. And Sanka makes the joke, hey, are you dead? <laughs> and he's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's like, but we, I need to finish the race. Yeah. And meanwhile, you see like the guys in like the orange that are rushing towards them so right. they can check them out, exactly. you know, medically because they don't know how bad it is. Exactly. And then at this point, you see them and the four guys pick up the sled. Yep. And they start walking it towards the finish line. Yep. And, you know, they're, you know, they're carrying it and stuff. And at one point you actually see Junior's dad in the crowd yeah. towards the finish line. 
And he just, he opens his shirt and he's got, <laughs> he's got, the, got the Jamaican, Jamaican bobsled team. team. Yeah. Yep. And it's, it's kind of, it's a nice scene because you see they, they slowly start to gain yeah. like, the respect of the people in the crowd yeah. and the other everybody teams starts and other to finally, coaches, you know? Right. Everybody finally starts clapping and yeah. stuff like that for them. Even that one a-hole coach, mm-hmm. you know, who, yeah. who tried to use the, uh, a committee or yep. the alliance to get them disqualified exactly he starts clapping too and so you know they carry it across the finish line and you know they're they're excited and they're you know like jumping up and down and happy right everything and um irv comes over and you know gives doris a big hug and he actually says thank you right you know yep so um, also, the the East German driver tells them, tells Darius, he's like, we'll see you in four years. Yeah. You know, so like, that's just it. Like, they had earned the respect. Right. You, you know, know, it's a shame they didn't get a medal or right. a place in any sort of way. But at least, you know. Exactly. They, you know, like you said, they won the respect of everybody around them, basically. Right. And so it pretty much, you know, ends with, you know... The guys and the coach get together. They take a, a picture, and then you see at the end that um, the uh, commissioner. Yeah, or whatever, I keep forgetting his I don't name know too, his name. He, but he hangs a new photo. He up does on his wall. of them up on the wall, yep. and then you see at the end it said, you know that uh, that the Jamaican bobsled team returned in four years. Yep, and you know had respect. Yep. And so that's how it ended. They competed again. Yep. However, it did not say about them placing and winning <laughs> any medals. So unfortunately, right. I don't think they won anything that no, time around. No, but, you know, at least they got to compete. Oh, absolutely. And so that's how it ends. So I do have, um, you know, facts. Good. <laughs> so according to uh, this person, the only line in the film that he did not write was, Sanka, you did? That is the only line that came from the original version of the script. So contrary to the story and movie, the Jamaican team was met with open arms by the international bobsledding teams. One of the other teams even went so far as to lend the Jamaican team a backup sled so they could qualify. Uh, At the time, it was the highest grossing live action film released under the Walt Disney Pictures banner. Oh, this is interesting. So... In the sport of bobsledding, adding weight to the sled is perfectly legal. In fact, sometimes it's a safety measure. Both two- and four-man sleds have minimum and maximum weights. The hmm. weight of the sled is calculated as the total weight of the sled and its crew. If the fully loaded sled weighs less than the minimum, it is perfectly legal to add weight to make up the difference. Although I'm assuming that's not what he had done. He probably just added a shit ton of weight. Yeah. To the front. Yeah, I guess maybe yeah. it would have been too much weight then. I guess, yeah. Or, you know, they, do, they didn't... Ex- I feel like they didn't explain that well enough. Yeah. I think they just touched on it just to kind of let people know, oh, yeah, he's he's a, 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 a he's an embarrassed athlete. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's been stripped of his title. So, actual television sports footage from ABC Network covering the 1988 Winter Olympics was utilized for the film and edited into the movie. I was going to say, I yeah. think that crash looked like, mm-hmm. that looked like the actual footage it from, did. from the uh, games. So this was the final John Candy film to be released before he died of a heart attack. Yep. 
he died five months later while filming Wagons East, which was released posthumously. Yeah. In 2015, uh, Dougie Doug, who played Sanka, he revealed he still has Sanka's lucky eggs. They were made of rubber. I was going to say, those, <laughs> those were not real eggs. I know. <laughs> huh. So Sanka Coffee is a pushcart driver. In real life, the local pushcart derby inspired George Fitch and William Maloney, American businessmen living in Jamaica, to develop the Jamaican bobsled team. Well, that's cool. On January, this will be the, like the last one because there's a lot of facts. <laughs> <laughs> so on January 18th, 2014, the Jamaican bobsled team qualified for the two-man bobsled at the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi, Russia. They have described themselves as cool runnings, the second generation. In light of the team's qualification for the 2014 Olympics, Dudley Stokes, one of the original 1988 team and now general secretary of the Jamaica Bobsled Federation, said, I don't think the support for the team, uh, like we've seen over the last three days, would have been sustainable without the ongoing appeal of the movie. Hmm. The team received funding from many sources, including one donation campaign held by the online community for the cryptocurrency uh, Dogecoin. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Hadn't heard of that one. So. Interesting. Yeah. So. See, that's just it. I, I, I haven't paid attention in the past um, several Olympic, you know, the Winter Games. Right. But I am kind of curious, like, about as far as, like, the bobsledding and other winter sports. Like, if, the Jama- if Jamaica is a part of that stuff still. I know, right? So, anyway, those are some of my facts. Yep. Coolio. So... Um, we watched this movie off of Disney Plus, so yeah. If you've got Disney Plus, you can watch it. It's also on Prime. Yeah, you know places like that. Oh so. yeah, yeah, it's everywhere basically. Yeah, like everything anymore these days. <laughs> so, what do you want to use to rate this? I'm thinking eggs. Yeah, I was gonna say we just might as well <laughs> use uh, Sanka's lucky eggs. Yeah, I'll give it three. Yeah. I don't know, I think I'll go to four and a half. Okay. I still really like this movie. It's been... Honestly, this is only the second time I've seen this movie. Really? I haven't seen this movie since (laughs) I first saw it when I was a kid in the theaters and stuff. Nice. But I don't know, it holds up to me. I still like it. Yeah, it's a a feel-good movie. Yeah. So, and I like the movie because it wasn't one of those, oh, yay, you know, they were underdogs and they won. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was kind of a nice change of pace. Right. There was a lot of fictional stuff they added to it. Right. Like, you know, the International Alliance of blah, blah. Yeah. That's not a real thing. Yeah. Like, I think it's like International Bobsled and something. I don't um, know. Committee or Alliance. <laughs> Anywho, uh, that's, you know, neither here nor there. They add fictional stuff to make the story right. interesting, to, to, you know, push their own story or what narrative or whatever. Right. But they didn't like, you know, oh, well, let's, you know, change up how it ended or whatever. They, yeah. They, they stuck it. to the real, you know, yep. how it unfortunately really ended for the Jamaican team. Right. Well, and at it, that time, I feel like it teaches kids. It's like, you know what? The good guys don't always win. Right. You know, sometimes But as long you as you lose. keep a good attitude about it, you know, a yeah. good character about it, and don't sit trying. there and moan and pout and whine and it's not fair, yeah. you know, sort of attitude. Right. 
it's fine. It's okay. Yeah. Just pick yourself up and, and carry on. Yep. Like they did. Exactly. They crashed. They could have just sat there and moaned and pouted and whined. Right. You know, but they think, didn't. They got up and walked across the finish line. Well, and if you think about it, they could have complained and said, oh, you know, the, the thing broke. Right. Because, yeah, apparently, yeah, you saw the new, the nut loosened yeah. up and it was something that held, I think, the cable to mm-hmm. the sled ski. Yeah. yeah. And so they could have been like, hey, it was a mechanical failure. It wasn't right. due to our inability to drive. Right. Like, we want a second chance. Yeah. They could have done that. Right. But they didn't. They sucked right. it up and accepted the loss and just tried came, again. Yep. Came back in four years, you, you know? know? I feel like that's something that yeah. is a lesson everybody needs. Yeah. No <laughs> So for the next movie, we're going to do Summer Rental. Yep. So... And actually, we're releasing these on the same day. So, oh, yeah. You know, you'll you'll get to hear back-to-back candy. Oh, right. I know, right? <laughs> Summer Rental's a good one. It is. I like that movie. So, well, thanks for listening. Yep, thank you. <laughs>